0: Welcome to Midwife Monday. I'm Jalen Stickles. And
1: I am Andy. We're the midwives of Holistic care to Birth. And I hope you
0: all had a great weekend. We had a good weekend.
1: You did. You did too. I had half.
0: You did too. We had two babies. So congratulations to our two families. You women just rocked your labors. Um, and we so enjoyed being there.
1: It was really good. They were pretty delicious. They were. They were magical. Really cute babies too. Who's here? Hi, Jennifer. Jennifer. Hi, Hannah. Oh, before we talk, well, we're going to talk about breastfeeding. So this is a good introduction to the the event we're having. It's getting really close. It's August 4th, and it's the Global Latch-On. It's just an event where we're going to normalize breastfeeding. In my fantasy, we have like 100, 200 women just everywhere looking like goddesses, and they've all got their boobs out, and they're all nursing. Normalize it. Make people see it so that they don't. Even bat and I, when they see it out in the street. We're real excited about it. We're gonna have a little
0: raffle. We have some prizes that have been donated. So it's gonna be a nice day to stand in unity as women together. Yeah. And oh, and, is um, Devin,
1: Devin um, she's a photographer. She's gonna be doing free breastfeeding photo shoots, giving one image to everybody that wants one. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you don't have a really great picture of you breastfeeding your little babe, um, She's going to be doing that for everybody. I thought that was really cool. That Very kind sense. of her. Yep. She's a really good photographer, too. I'm kind of jealous that I don't have anybody. I'm going to be walking around like, anybody want to give me a baby?
0: I don't think I have a picture of me breastfeeding any of my children. Really?
1: Mm-mm. I have too many.
0: Have you know
1: that's my claim to fame. Yes, I do. I have a nipple in Ida May Gaskin's <laughs> um, Guide to Breastfeeding. It's, it's, it's my one with the eye. Yeah. I have one nipple that's got like a brown freckle on it. I just told all my nipple goodness to everyone. It's like the whole everything dinner book in the nipple phobia chapter, chapter nine.
0: You're famous. I am. My nipple difference. is. My face is it yeah. at all. Just
1: my nipple. But
0: and this is a subject that's near and dear to my heart because I was a terrible breastfeeder. I had all the problems and nobody talked to me about it. Yeah. And nobody helped me. And my obstetrician was. So certainly not helping me. I had three of them. None of them were useful. And nobody I knew breastfed. My mom didn't breastfeed. My mother-in-law didn't breastfeed. So I was really on my own, had lots of difficulties, um, and
1: really felt like I sucked at it. And don't you find that the, big, the two biggest things to me are, one, people don't realize that it's not just going to be a natural wham, bam thing that it does take work and it's a learning process. I think some people think baby's just going to go to rest and everything's going to be magical on occasion. That does happen. Mm-hmm. But more than not, um, there's a little bit of learning curve. Um, And when those learning curves happen, people get discouraged and they feel like they're not doing it right and they're not good at it. And that's just not true. It's just that you've got a mama that's trying to figure it out and a baby that's trying to figure it out. And together there's frustration.
0: And neither one of you have done it before. So you think about when your baby's born, they haven't had to work for anything.
1: They have everything for
0: free. So then to the think that they—they're first, they're feeling hungry and they've never felt hungry before, and now they have to work for it.
1: They have their what? feelings about it.
0: <laughs> Give me the nipple! I want it right now. So I mean, it's so new for all of us, and I know for me personally, it was not—I didn't enjoy it at all because. I wasn't good at it, and neither were my kids, evidently. So, and there was no one there to teach us. Yeah,
1: and that's the second part, like knowing there's a learning curve, and the second part is having a great support system. Yes,
0: yes. So, we're hoping that this is a good support system for anyone listening. And if people you don't have support, just start
1: looking it up.
0: You can get support
1: anywhere. La leche. There's lots of groups on Facebook, and pretty much every subdivision or neighborhood has a la leche, la leche group that meets yeah. monthly and you can use it for sounding board and you can get support. It is out um, there.
0: There's breastfeeding groups. I think Memorial Herman hospitals, they have like patient centers all the way around and they meet once or twice a week. Um, just go get all the support that you can. And then if one, you don't feel alone. Two, you can problem solve your particular issues because every woman's got a, a little bit different issue. Yeah.
1: Totally agree. I agree. Um, so Really, we're not going to talk about the normal parts of breastfeeding. Today, we're going to talk about some of the more common issues that we hear all the time, like engorgement um, and nipple soreness. And the big one is, is my baby getting enough? That's always yes. a big concern. So those are going to be our three things we're really going to hit today. But if you have something specific, ask us too, and we'll do our best to answer. And I would say, like, just nipple soreness as a whole, like, if you looked at that as an umbrella, the major cause of that has to do with latch. hmm So do you want to talk about how to get a good latch? Yes. Talk about prevention first. Like the good latch usually prevents all the issues. Yes.
0: So um, typically what happens when your baby is first born and they first get a latch the first time, it really is perfect. It's totally instinctual on everybody's part, and it's beautiful. And that's when we get upset by the third or fourth breastfeeding when your baby has suddenly forgotten how to latch. Because now... There's things that's disturbing him. He's pooping. He's peeing. He's, he's got clothes on. Um, so then he gets confused, and he doesn't lunch properly anymore. And that's not nice for you. So really, you want the baby on the areola. So they shouldn't be just sitting on your nipple. They need to be really latched onto the areola. They need to feel the nipple on the roof of their mouth. And um, their lips have got to be Fish lips. And if they're not, if they're coming in like this, you just pull them up and pull them down and make those lips flange out. And you'll notice an immediate difference right then. You're like, oh, that stopped hurting. Yeah. It should not hurt to breastfeed. So if it's really hurting, then your latch is off. And uh, that's one of the first things you can do. Sometimes they have a lip or a tongue tie that doesn't allow those lips to flange out and doesn't allow that tongue to come underneath the nipple and suck. And you know if your baby's doing that or not. If you just put your little finger in their mouth and let them suck on it, you can feel how they're sucking. Are they biting your finger? Are they sucking so hard your finger even hurts? minded with my second, it was horrible. Um so if you're having those issues then then your baby's not latched right and you need to have the baby assessed. Have it assessed for lip and tongue tie and if you can't flange those lips out then maybe it's too tight and you need to have it looked at.
1: And when you're if if there is a bad latch and you can't get the lips right, I've seen moms before where they just take the breast away and the baby's still sucking, that hurts. Yes. You want to break the latch. So put your finger in the corner of their mouth to break the seal and then your breast will come easily off versus you pulling against that strong latch right on the tip. That hurts me to my toes. Just thinking about it.
0: And you want to be really careful about allowing your baby to use you as a pacifier. And I know it's comforting maybe for both of you guys, but you're, you're going to be really sore if you let them just, soothe there for hours and hours and hours. They do love it though. They do love it. They do love it. But you're not <laughs> going to love it when the next time he wants to actually feed to get the milk out, it's going to be really hurting.
1: Yeah. So. So, um, so that's how to prevent the yes. nipple soreness. It's all about positioning and it's all about latch. So now let's say we didn't do a good latch or baby was positioned wrong and we are having some nip, uh, nipple soreness very very common. Um, there's a couple different reasons why we might have nipple soreness. One would just be um, that you've got some cracks from the bad latch. The best thing to do for that, you don't stop breastfeeding, you continue to breastfeed even though I know it's tender. Um, the best thing to do is to let your breast air dry after the feed. Um, take the bra off, no pads, and just let them air dry. You can um, have a little bit of colostrum or breast milk drip out and rub them on your nipples. you um, It's really the, it's yes. liquid gold and it'll heal some of those cracks up. Um, another thing that can happen is a, an infection. You can get a yeast infection. A lot of people when they feel a yeast infection uh, of the nipple, uh, it's called thrush. Baby can get it in the mouth and then you can get it on the nipple. You pass it back and forth. A lot of people feel like that's a burning sensation. So if you're having a burning versus like a pain, that's usually uh, an indication of, of an infection versus a crack.
0: And they'll also feel like when the milk lets down, it'll feel like broken glass pain as the milk's coming out. Not pleasant, um, don't ignore that.
1: No. Um, <laughs> so, and there are some treatments for that. So if you are feeling that, reach out to your provider, your midwife, and let them know because that's an, that's an easy fix. There's no reason to be uncomfortable with that. Another thing, and I recently just put a meme about this this morning, vasospasms, and I had briefly heard about that in school, but it wasn't a hot topic, but it popped up again when we were researching this. Vasospasms are really uncomfortable, and this can happen when you're breastfeeding or not breastfeeding, but more often while you're nursing. So it's a blanching of the nipple. If you're ever nursing and it's burning like that, um, like like an electrical type feeling and the baby comes off the breast, and you look at your nipple and it's not colored anymore. It looks more white. It literally is um, a, a spasming. It's yeah. a constriction and it's really uncomfortable. It's also called Raynard's. Did I make that Reynards phenomenon? Um, we'll talk a little bit about some things you can do for that, but the biggest thing is dry heat. So not a shower. You would want it to be dry heat um, like a blow dryer. And you warm it up. And because it's a spasming, it's not just the one time and then, oh, it's over. This can last for seconds up to a minute. And then the color will come back to the nipple and then it can repeat. And that's the part that's frustrating um, because it's not only painful while you're breastfeeding. It can happen after baby's off of the breast. Um, Again, I'll I'll tell you a few little tricks for that. But that's another one that can be happening. Um, What else? Yeah, that's it. The cracks. Cracks, yeast infection, which is thrust, Candida, and um, vasospasms. I'll call sore nipples.
0: Yep. yep. And if your nipples looking like a lipstick shape, um, you're, you're sore and the baby comes off and it looks like a lipstick, I'll point it. That means that your baby isn't latched onto the areola as well. So they're latched onto the nipple and then that really hurts. Nobody likes that. Um, I'm just gonna read this. I had nipple blaster and had no idea what it was. Boy, did that
1: hurt! You need to start reading these. I can't read
0: <laughs> your glasses. my glasses. I can't read y'all. You just know, want me to
1: get close and everybody see my eyebrows.
0: What's wrong with your eyebrows?
1: Oh, they're like look, caterpillars, it's terrible. Like, I we digress, we digress. Um. <laughs> uh, Oh, she had blisters.
0: Oh, blisters. I could not read that. Well, she it's, <laughs> she accidentally put an A,
1: but oh, I, I think I'm right. following it. Okay. Google search. <laughs> uh, hey, Cece. Margaret. Hello, Mama. We're talking about nipples, Margaret. You your have favorite. some, too. Yes. And now we're going to talk
0: about, is your baby getting an F? That's probably the most common question we get about breastfeeding. Is my baby getting an F? No to eat, and mostly yes, but sometimes no. Um, So you wanna look for several things. When your baby is latched on, and we think when they're breastfeeding effectively that we should see their mouth just moving and chomping down the whole time, and that's really not true. So they're gonna suck and pause. So they're gonna suck in, the milk's gonna fill their mouth, they're gonna pause, they're gonna swallow, and they're gonna suck again and you're gonna see that in your little chin. If you suck through a straw, so when you go to suck, you, you're gonna feel that yourself, and then when you've got fluid in your mouth, you're gonna swallow. They're doing the exact same thing. You know thing. where
1: my brain is going right now. It's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going a, there. Our professional again.
0: <laughs> oh, Chris, you lucky man. <laughs> Back to the straw. To the straw. <laughs> we use this analogy in all kinds of things in this don't with the straw. So, you want to see a baby's chin opening, pausing, and closing. And if they're doing that effectively for a short amount of time 10, 15, 20 minutes, then they're getting enough to eat. But if they're just there suckling, like they do on a pacifier, you see babies doing, then they're not really getting enough to eat. Right, Because their mouth hasn't filled with enough fluid to make them pause and swallow. So that's one thing you want to look for. So if they're doing that, yay, your baby's brilliant and your baby's getting enough to eat. The second thing we want to look for is are they pooping? Y'all, babies are going to poop if they're getting enough to eat. It initiates the bowels to move, especially in the first couple of weeks. When they get a little bit older, they are going to go longer, two, three, a week eight days, ten days, and not poop. And that's normal when they're older. But when they're younger and those first months of life, they should be pooping. And that's your number one indicator that they're getting enough to eat. So if that poop is changing from that meconium to that greenish to that yellow, seedy, watery, then they're getting enough to eat. Otherwise, they they won't be pooping. Mm-hmm. Right? So um, and peeing. And peeing. Right. Um, but poop is a more indicator early that they're getting enough to eat, yep. and peeing is later. So yep. if they're, they should be having six wet diapers in 24 hours after at least by the first um, six days. By day six, they should be having six wet diapers a day, and at least one bowel movement a day. Um, the first four days, they should have a bowel movement for every day they're old. So day one, one, day two, two, day three, three, day four, four. Um, they need to get rid of that meconium, and then you want to see it start turning to that yellow CD. Um, hopefully that's clear if you guys have any questions don't
1: it was clear to me um, then let us know go on um, the, another thing and I don't know that, that it was in here but it, I always watch with my kids and I, I, I feel like I've heard this uh, breastfeeding educator say it is look at the cues of your baby mm. if your baby's crying after they eat sometimes that's normal it doesn't have to do with oh they're still hungry they're just crying and having their feelings Look at their hands. If their hands are still clenched and like, I want milk. Think of that. I want milk. If they're doing this and they're open and they're relaxed, they're satisfied. That's a satisfied baby. If they're still giving you those cues like they're licking their lips or looking for their hands, they're still wanting to suckle.
0: Right. And you want to make sure that you're alternating breasts and you want to make sure they're also emptying a breast. So if you feel like that breast isn't empty, you might want to start them again on that same side. So they get all the hind milk because that's where all the fat and that's where they're going to gain weight. And then start them, let them finish on the other side and then start the other side the next time. Does that make sense?
1: Yep. I just want to say because I didn't say it um, when we were talking about the vasospasms, I did mention a good latch. Yes. Also, dry heat. So, um, a hot water bottle, um, a heating pad, a blow dryer. Those are all good things to do after your after the feed. And the other thing is um, a B6 multi complex that can help with that, as well as magnesium. And talk to your provider about dosing and all that good stuff because we can't give medical advice. That's true. <laughs> On the internet. <laughs> So that was my thing about vasospasms. About that would be miserable. Yeah, I think I've had one client. I imagine that like feel like when you okay. get, I call it nipply, when it's really cold and your nipples hurt. I imagine that's what it feels like. Have I you ever been nipply? The, no. You've never been nipply, headlights out when it's cold?
0: Oh, well I guess, yeah.
1: And it hurts a little bit. No. Am I weird or are you weird? I don't know. <laughs> Well, when I get nipply and it's cold outside, it kind of hurts a little bit. It burns. I wonder if I have face spasms. I don't know. Um, This is going to be your part. Um, I'm just going to talk about engorgement for a minute. Engorgement is a super fancy way to say your breasts are full, Um, and it can be uncomfortable. I want you to know, though, that engorgement is not a medical problem, and it will go away even if you do nothing. So in two to three days, it's going to go away. But the bigger problem is that when we're engorged, um, our nipples also are full. So baby has a hard time to latch. So then they're not latched right. And then it becomes this whole cycle of now our nipples are sore on top of having engorgement. So um, we used to say like this and press it down to empty the breast. They're no longer recommending that. What they're actually recommending is just getting rid of the fullness at the nipple so the baby can latch on and empty. Um, There's all kinds of different hand expressions just for the nipple that you can look up. But the one I like the best because it seems the easiest, especially because you're going to be, I'm not even on it. Let's see. So you're going to be holding your baby would be to take your hand like They call it a flower, but I think it looks like a claw. I don't know how that's a flower hold, but like a little claw. Make sure your nails are short because you won't like to have Freddy Krueger's going after your nipple. So you're just going to go at the breast all the way around the areola, and you're going to press in firm. And hold it for a few seconds, and then pull towards the nipple, and that's gonna that's gonna draw out the milk that's just in the nipple portion. Um, and as soon as you feel like it's soft enough and not too firm for baby to latch on, you've done enough. You don't have to empty your breast that way. Um, and. You can also, if that is just too uncomfortable to press and you're feeling too tender around the breast, you can just get in a hot shower and let a little bit of your letdown happen and empty the breast just a bit and then put the baby on. But no more of this. This is not recommended. Hmm. Hmm. Well, good. Yep. That's called reverse. reverse pressure. That little claw move that I showed you. Reverse pressure softening. So fancy. Um. Oh, and the other thing, and this is such a like frog-licking, tree hugging, hippie thing to say, but it does work, is cabbage leaves. It works to dry up your milk in general. A lot of cultures uh, put cabbage leaves to the breast if they're choosing not to breastfeed, but it can help with engorgement. You only need to do it two to three times. And it's literally go to the store and buy cabbage. It's literally what it yeah. is. And you want it to be a um, like nice and rounded so it actually goes over the breast. And it absorbs something from the cabbage in it, it will dry up a little bit of it. But you don't want to do it over and over because it does dry up your milk. Yeah. You're going to be gentle. Yeah. Uh, I think that's all about engorgement. I don't like Epsom salts for engorgement. I don't think there's enough research about it. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: I think we're just... uh, this Andy covered covered some of this about sore nipples, um, keeping them open to air, using your own breast milk, Um, nipple, um, the shields, the nipple shields that you put in your um, bras and stuff to keep the moisture. You want to change those often and keep them dry because that moisture against the nipples uh, keeps the skin skin really tender and um, they're more likely to crack and break open and cause infection. So... Nice and dry. Make sure they're nice and dry when you go to insert them. Um, I love breast milk on there. You can do nipple ointments. I love lanolin. Um, there's all kinds of brands out there. Lanolin's my favorite, but I know that other ones use what the mothers
1: or mother nipple. yeah mother love. mother love mother love. That's really speaking nipple shields. That's become really popular. Anytime we're having a breastfeeding issue, it's really, it's faster for really busy um, breastfeeding educators who are in the hospital system who have to see lots of people. It's easier to throw a breast shield at somebody and get a good latch with the shield. But I think that sets people up for more difficulty. So don't let that be your first go-to because it does for a minute make things simpler, but in the long run, it's it can... It can be difficult.
0: I don't like it because um, your body is meant to read your baby right? Your body needs your baby's saliva on your breast so it can read your particular baby's needs. It can't produce the right antibodies that your baby needs, the right nutrition that your baby needs if it can't read the Mm -hmm. saliva. And if we've got a breast shield on, how are we going to read? How's your body going to read it? It will still produce milk, but it can't read your baby's needs. Yes. So that's why I don't like it. So I don't think it was um, I don't think it's natural. I don't think it's all that normal. It helps solve a problem.
1: That's how I feel. It's a band-aid for the problem. So right. we need to solve the problem um, without adding another one. Right. That's the way I feel about right.
0: it. Right. And then try to get off of it as much as possible. But if you don't <laughs> have that brush shield, I'd rather use a brush shield than stop breastfeeding.
1: I can agree with that.
0: Yeah. Just so, a little
1: Just a little pearls of wisdom. Just a pearl warning. Of
0: wisdom. And there's no judgment. If you feel like you have to have it, we're just putting two cents in why we feel like the baby should be on your breast. Right. So yeah, and the hands, All the things. Yeah. It's, it's important. It's really super important. And if you've got, um, if you've got the yeast or if you've got cracked nipples, there's actually an ointment out there that you can get at compounding pharmacies called Jack Nipples ointment, which is beautiful, but it will heal. It will prevent infections and it will prevent um, yeast for your baby too. And if your baby's got thrush, um, that noint, ointment, nointment, that nointment will um, treat the thrush on the baby as well. So um, It's really our favorite. Yeah. if, If you're having those issues, ask your provider. Tell them that's what you want. Jack Newman's ointment, nipple ointment, and it's beautiful. Most of the compounding pharmacies already have it on hand. The doctor doesn't even have to say. He may not know anything about it, but all they have to do is call and order it, and the pharmacy will already have the formula.
1: Because so, I don't even have that formula memorized, and I call it in all the time. It's crazy, and all these percentages and right nonsense. You don't even know it. the compounding formula. But it works it. so well because what happens with thrush guys is we have it on the nipple, and then we start to get rid of it. But the, the baby has it in their mouth, and then the baby gives it back to us, and then we're just playing like tennis mm-hmm. with this infection. Um, so this way, we actually put it on the nipple. The baby suckles from the nipple, and it's treating the baby's mouth the same time it's treating us. Yes. Um. So we get rid of it. Because it's uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable.
0: And Katie asked, tips on weaning without getting clogged ducts. I had a lot when Frankie was cutting back. Any thoughts on that?
1: Uh, remind me of the question.
0: She's trying to wean and she gets clogged ducts.
1: Uh, so if it's just clogged ducts and it's um, uncomfortable, but we're not having any engorgement, we're not having any infection, I would just let time between the nursing. It's okay if it's okay if you have some fullness. But when the baby does latch on, I would want him to completely empty it and you can massage those ducts while he's nursing. So if you're say you're only doing a nighttime feed, instead of him just sucking four or five times to fall asleep, let him actually suck a few times while you massage those ducts out. Does that make any sense?
0: And you also might like a little bit of lecithin, um, which is just an over-the-counter supplement that thins out the milk and will sometimes prevent those ducts, those clogged ducts from happening in the first place. Lecithin.
1: Is it L-E-C-I? Lecithin. Lecithin.
0: I could type it in.
1: Which is easy because it thins milk, so lecithin. Simple. Um, Yeah, and weaning is so hard. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Sorry. We're breaking things. Winning is really hard. I'm there with you. I feel like I'm like Katniss with the Hunger Games thing. There
0: we go. Um, I think that's it. Sometimes breastfeeding. breastfeeding can be really tough. But once you get through those little things, those little, those little curves in the road, bumps in the road, um, then it can be super mm-hmm. rewarding, beautiful bonding time. Um, but get the support you need. Um, reach
1: out. Don't be alone. And if you hear nothing else? latch. Latch. A good latch is going to stop nipple soreness. It will um, help to not get mastitis because it's when we have those little cracks that we have introduction of bacteria. And then we get breast fever, no fun. Um, So latch, 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 latch. Work on that from the very beginning and get help. Your provider should know how to help you get your baby on the breast correctly.
0: Right. And if they don't, go someplace else. It's all out there. There's so much support. You just need to reach out and ask for it. We're
1: actually going to have a lactation consultant at the breastfeeding event that has offered her time and her expertise. She's amazing. Um, So if you're having any problems or difficulties or you need her to help you with the lact, she's going to be here the whole time. um, Just for little things like that. Excellent.
0: All right. We'll see you all next week. See ya. Happy breastfeeding. Bye.